you're now tuned into the Shoot for Teams podcast with your favorite guys, Dorian and Kyle. What's happening, everybody? We're back again with another episode of the Shoot for Teams podcast. Uh, I'm your main man, D. Hill, the gift card bandit. Uh, of course, old man Ross sweatsuits and uh, fly kicks. Um, and we have a great, great special guest today. Um, I've known this man off and on a little bit, seeing him through L.A., um, from Chicago, Anthony Chicago Hall. Thank you. Oh, all day. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah, get this. Thanks for being here, brother. <laughs> uh, we want to start off. When did you fall in? And the love, when did you fall in love with the game of basketball? With the game of basketball, when I was in elementary school, my uh, elementary school basketball coach was uh, Charles Redman. He was more like a father figure to me. Basketball was like, especially coming from Chicago, basketball was more like a means of just staying out of trouble. So I played basketball. He also taught me karate. Uh, he oh, also. Wow. Uh, he wanted me to just oh and I was also in gymnastics during that time um, doing a side horse and uh, in, in parallel bars um, so he kept me out of the streets and, and, and doing you know sports stuff nice nice so like what was your experience growing up um, playing basketball in Chicago because we know Chicago is like a like a hub for basketball is like, you know, New York, LA, Chicago. Like how was it back then when you were growing up? No, it was, it was a blessing because like you said, I mean, even the game bankers was out there balling. Like <laughs> everybody was balling. You know, most of our fights took place on the basketball court and some shootings took place on the basketball court. Oh, oh man. But I was blessed with the fact that, you know, I was, you know, you know, I was very athletic um, even at a young age, I was really athletic. wasn't a great ball handler when I was younger. Uh, wasn't a great shooter, but I could dunk the ball and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and then I went on and played at Simeon with um, uh, with uh, Bob Hambrick uh, as my coach and, and learned a lot from him. Um, being blessed to become friends with uh, Ben Wilson and. Tony McCoy and a lot of guys that you know that came out of that school. So I was, just, it was a lot of really talented guys came out of that school. Um, yeah, because so, Simeon is a big, big high school. Yeah, like it's part of producing basketball players. Big basketball powerhouse. Uh, I only did two years at Simeon. I did two years at Simeon, freshman sophomore year, and then. I guess Hembrick and I wouldn't see it eye to eye, and I transferred to Inglewood, um, closer to home anyway. And then I just had issues at Inglewood in regards to, I think it was a lot of jealousy, uh, mm-hmm. me coming from Simeon, uh, and, and uh, there was a, I'm jumping off subject real quick. No, but, it's fine, it's fine. But, uh, um, there was a Simeon, a young lady who went to Simeon with me. She also lived in the neighborhood and she had a party. And the party was just for the, the basketball team at Simeon's cheerleaders and some students at Simeon. And I was the only kid from Inglewood in that area that was invited to the party. 
So because of that, the guys in the neighborhood, the gangs in that neighborhood, uh, considered that uh, party uh, a stone party. And so now I became a stone when it was Black Gates of Disciples in my neighborhood. And uh, oh, wow. I end up having to get, I end up having to transfer uh, out of Chicago, I mean, transfer schools out of Chicago, and I got ran to motherfucking LA. Wow. Yeah. Yo, are you serious? Yeah, it was it was almost like every day I would come home from school. I like, you know how if you don't think about Chicago, like you hit a corner. It, it was like the wind, so you gotta chip them up in corners before you hit the corners. I was like hitting corners like one time I hit a corner and mom, there's like 15 dudes trying to sock me, sock me up. And and me athletic and and and, and, and scared. You ain't catching that cat. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you ain't catching an athletic and scared. No, you're not. Not at all. No, no fucking way. So, boom, took off, you know, and then every day there was like gunshots by the house. Cow, 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 cow. They may have not been for me, but mentally it was fucking me up. So I told my mom, I was like, yo, I got to get out of here. And luckily I had a father that lived in Los Angeles. Oh, who had remarried and had kids. He really didn't want me out here, but he had no alternative. Uh, so I ended up moving to Los Angeles. So you leave Chicago because of the gang activity. Then yes. you come to LA where it's still gang activity. Did you have any issues at Inglewood or anything of that nature? Nope. No? No. no. I went to Hamilton in Los Angeles, but coming to LA, I was like, <laughs> I would, I, would, I would go to like, I had cousins in South LA and all that kind of stuff. And I would walk around like, what the fuck are they mad at? <laughs> they got palm trees and grass and some of you motherfuckers got pools in the backyard. Yeah. It was like, I'm not scared of none of this shit. <laughs> it's easy, huh? No, compared to Chicago, it was nothing compared to Chicago. So yeah, so I, I didn't have, and, and and my dad lived in a nicer neighborhood, so I didn't have any issues with um, gangs and stuff like that in the school that I attended. Did you hoop any? What did recognize coming from Chicago was the fact that Chicago was so segregated, and so all of our school, my school was predominantly black, you know, black teachers. Uh, so then I moved to LA. And I go, and I'm walking through school going, yo, y'all got white kids and Asian kids and Latino kids. And I was like, yo, this is dope. It's different. Hadn't seen anything like that coming from Chicago. So it, it, it so getting there in the middle of my senior year, I thought that was that was a blessing. Okay. For me to get to see that melting pot of mm -hmm. uh young people. Uh, just gathering together and doing stuff. So that was a blessing. Nice. Yeah, because we, well, I mean, being out here, like, that's what we were raised in. So we kind of take it for granted almost. Yes, we Whereas, do. like right. you said, like, you only saw predominantly Black everything. And everything. I was like, a, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good perspective. I mean, I went to school in Malibu, so, like, I, I definitely am uh, kind of take it for granted so I was like around like all like you know other people 
um, and right. not that many black people. So it helps you out a lot. And um, it does. So because so it, it gives you a different uh, uh, perspective of what you're seeing on TV of those individuals. Exactly. Because sometimes you look at white folks like, yo, man, white folks, you know, all of our races, blah, 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 blah. And then you get around like, hey, that was some bullshit my boys were celebrating. It's <laughs> true. Or learn from somebody else, or our parents told us, or whatever it was. Yep. You see, for yourself, you're like, all right, that's some bullshit. Everybody's not like we got fucked up uh, blacks, we got fucked up whites, and we got cool whites, we got some cool. It's just, yeah, you just meet yeah. all kind of people. Yeah. That's true. Did you did you hoop at all in college or after Hamilton? I play my you no, know, I played my college ball at Shamanai University of Honolulu in Hawaii. Okay. Okay. So I played in Hawaii for a few years, and me and my coach did get along. Merv Lopes, he was like the king of Hawaii. Uh, every, everybody loved this dude in Hawaii. I thought he was a fucking nutcase. But, uh, <laughs> Like he would, he would, he would get on my, he would get on me about, you know, the kids would be like, yo, he's like Michael Jordan, you know, get that that title and it's just, and and he, he would be screaming, oh, Michael Jordan, my ass, fuck <laughs> like, damn, oh my god, but I, I but I was a blessing that I get, I got a chance to you know be in Hawaii again going somewhere else where it's things that I've never seen before and those are some of the blessings that I heard. Yeah, yeah oh, so man. like um, that's dope. Everything that hate spam. Hey, spam? Yeah, spam is all Hawaii. Spam, spam. They put spam on every damn thing. Don't they sell it at McDonald's too there, right? Spam on everything, everywhere, bro. <laughs> they have spam for breakfast, like spam eggs, with rice, mm-hmm. with eggs were rice. I was mm. like, "What is this?" But I'm I'm broke, so I ain't got no. I can't complain. Right, I mean, you got to go with it. Got to go much, with it. That's too much spam for me. So you had that that, that spam mashubi. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. Man, that's wild. So did you like you know you were after you moved out to LA you were kind of like it seemed like you were you got to experience a lot of things did you uh, go back to Chicago for a stint and or or anything or you just kind of came yeah, back I went, to LA because of my elementary school coach uh, I I found myself especially after I started acting going back to Chicago. Uh, because I started acting like right after uh, I left college, probably a few years after I left college. And um, I, I would go back to Chicago to talk to the kids at my elementary school because I went to Bill Elementary on, on uh, 60th and Peoria. Uh, so I would go back. I think they changed the name. But um, I, I would go back there just so I could talk to the kids about you know, my blessings, me coming from the south side of Chicago, what they can achieve, of, you know, they worked hard and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I found it interesting that <laughs> crabs in a barrel shit. So I would go back and some of those teachers and or uh, uh, custodians may have, not, may have not known me when I was young and when I attended that school or from that neighborhood because I 
got ran out early on in my senior year. So they may have not recognized me. So I would have to have security with me all the time because, uh, because of my history with the games, my buddies were like, yo, still, I think these moments still may be out. <laughs> so crazy, I would have bro. security with me. And they would be out. They would be out. Yo, it's crazy. So they would be outside with the custodians while I'm talking to the kids and all that kind of stuff. And the custodians and some of the teachers would be like, man, that, that motherfucker ain't been on no TV. He ain't even from Stevenwood. <laughs> he ain't, I don't even know where to <laughs> And my boy would have to check him like, what are you talking about? He was the school kid. You knew here. He'd been here. He'd right. been, and he'd been on this movie, that movie that does. Like, yo, stop fucking hating. So I, That's what it so was. Like, hey. Hey. Oh, Old people know that shit. So yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Hate, hate, yeah, total hate, total hate. Man. Can can you talk briefly about your first uh, role audition? How was that experience? Do you remember what it was? Well, I, I started off doing commercials, uh, athletic commercials. Again, my for the fact that I I, I had the physical. Uh, I physically looked kind of like Michael Jordan. Uh, I was very athletic like Mike, so I did all those crazy dunks and stuff like that. Um, not in comparison to what the kids are doing today. is ridiculous. I don't know what the fuck these kids are eating. But uh, so my first audition, I was, um, um, uh, I, I used to work out at this Hollywood YMCA in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, in Hollywood, why I'm saying my friends who played there were like Denzel Washington, uh, Arsenio Hall. Um, shoot, uh, I can't think of every damn. Uh, you gave Sir two Barton, great. You, you gave two great ones. You don't have to keep going. So, so Kozar, who also started Blue Chips with me, and the White Man Can't Jump, and. Uh, uh, Dang it, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Dwayne Martin and oh, whole bunch no. of guys we used to work out there. And Denzel, those guys always talk to me about getting to the acting stuff, getting to acting. I'm like, fucking, they can do it. I can do it too. Uh, because we're like, cool, we're like friends. Like, Denzel is like, if you look at Training Day, the movie Training Day, mm-hmm. that's Denzel. He wasn't that. Uh, oh, wow. It's, what he what he's what he's on what he's doing interviews that's what he's acting oh <laughs> wow damn that's what he's acting but he's he's gangster <laughs> so so i think there was a there was a commercial audition for basketball stuff and everybody was like you, know, you should go out for it you should go out for it i'm like fuck it i'm gonna go out for it so i went out for it got it uh first audition i got the second audition uh, first, uh, I got the first audition, booked the job. Second audition, booked the job. Third audition, booked the job. Fourth, fourth. I got 12 commercials in a row. Wow. That's how fucking lucky I was, bro. That was, damn. Wow. Yeah, I got, I, I, I got, I led in my first 12 commercials. Wow, bro. That's, That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And back then, how they paid us for commercials were, Every time they showed it, so yeah. now they do wild spots where they pay you fifteen hundred dollars 
and run it as many times they want. Fuck that check. Mm. Checks I was get was crazy back then. Or crazy. Especially um, if you had a national commercial, right? And yeah, all my shit was national. Oh, um, you was winning. I was killing the game. Mm. I was I was killing the game so much. Like after the fourth commercial, I used to work at this store called Bullocks. It was it's okay. now Oh yeah, yeah, cause we y'all now like. So I used to work. I used to work at Bullets on the loading dock. I was okay. I was the supervisor of the loading dock. Okay, I was stealing shit too, but I was supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, give me one hundred. so so I'm the supervisor of the loading dock, and one day. I was out late. I once went to a club or something, and I was laying on a table. And a manager comes down the elevator, and she catches me sleep. But you know how you try to wake up and you pretend like you was you wasn't asleep, but your face is you something was else. Asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so she um, she started yelling and screaming and yelling at me, and I started thinking like I got four commercials running. I said, "Fuck it, I quit," and I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and I just walked out, bro. Fuck it, I quit. And I just walked out and just and they looked back. They had a they had a nine to five sentence. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Just know, know how long bullets was. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's a while ago. It was. It was. He was 12 for 12. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, Damn. and then I got blessings of doing, you know. You know, the guest star roles, the handsome dude on Moesha and stuff like that. So I was so hanging out with Brandy and those guys. I was just, man, I was just lucky. You did a spot on Baywatch, right? Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch. Um, but yeah, man, I was just, man, fucking lucky dude, bro. And it wasn't, and I, and I will acknowledge the fact that I don't think that I was a, I was a, um, great actor. I think mm-hmm. I was lucky to play roles that were more that were me. You know what I mean? So there wasn't a, there wasn't a, a, a huge stretch in anything that I did. Uh, if I had to play a doctor, lawyer, Indian, Indian chief, I'm fucked. But if I was playing some things, and some of my friends, I tell my friends this all the time who are actors, they were like, bro, you're bugging, you're a good actor. You, you're just... Downplaying and shit, you were really good. But yeah. I feel that I was just really lucky to play roles that were big. Now, the roles that, that were kind of catered to you, huh? Exactly, they were. Um, like, even when I did, when I auditioned for Blue Chips, this is a cool story. You guys can love this story. So, I auditioned for Blue Chips, and it was at the YMCA because uh, Ron, Sh- Ron Shelton, um, who wrote Blue Chips, he also wrote and directed White Man Can't Jump. And uh, so he was a friend of mine uh, from the gym. And so, but they were auditioning for extras, background extras. So I'm in there killing my Can't nobody stop me, I'm, I'm killing cats. So then I started thinking, I had like four or five commercials running. 
And then I started thinking like, why in the, can I curse on this? Don't curse on this. Yeah, exactly. I was saying to myself, I was like, why in the fuck am I here auditioning for an extra role in a movie? I'm like, oh, good. What the fuck am I doing? So I go to Mr. Shelton and uh, and uh, William Freakin, who I didn't know who he was at the time. I knew he was a director, but I didn't mm-hmm. do a background investigation of who he was. But I went to them and I said, look, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to come out. But you know, I think I'm going to just take off because I really don't want to be an extra in a movie. And they was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I'd rather read for a part. I said, what part do you want to read for? I was like, I don't know, because I already know shit about movies. I said, I don't know. So he called the casting director. Casting director brings me a script. And I flipped through the scripts and I'm like, fuck it. This guy's name is Tony. I want to read for Tony. Just because my name was Tony, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, fuck it, I want to read for Tony. Yeah. So they gave me a few days. Uh, and uh, it gave me a few days of studying. And a, a friend of mine uh, helped me with all the lines and stuff like that. I went in and I walked past like seven, seven kids who were coming in to read for the part of Tony. And uh, I walk past them and the casting director walks out. Okay, hey, Tony, are you ready? I'm like, uh, you don't see these motherfuckers already sitting here? So I'm like, uh, yeah. So I walk in and I start reading the lines and uh, I get halfway through the stuff and the director says, fuck it, you got the job. Mm. Literally, fuck it, you got the job. I was like, really? Like, yeah, you got the job. Damn. I had to walk past those dudes in the hallway like, yo, good luck, brothers. <laughs> you already knew what it was. Good job, boy. Good luck, buddy. That's cold. It's a cold game. Like, I don't know what y'all reading for now, but... Uh... What y'all reading for, buddy? <laughs> Knock that shit out the park, brother. Damn. Man. That's crazy. So, so, so and then again, when I start talking to kids, I always think closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. Didn't say anything. If I just walked out and not said anything, let them know that I would rather read for a part than be an extra, I would have been in the role of Tony. Wow. I would never do that. Closed mouths don't get fed. That's a good lesson, man. That's that's a solid one. Yeah. We need to um, so, that. yeah, keeping on the theme of blue chips, um, we see this shirt. I love that shirt. Oh, yeah. I have this this kid in Boston does these shirts for us, me and Shaquille, every once in a while, and he comes up with the lines, and I'm like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, that is so, dope. Yeah, I like that. That. that is a dope shirt. Yeah, so I think I'm, I'm going to do a line of blue chips things. Blue shirts. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking me about it. I was like, oh. I want to do it. Then COVID hit. I was like, all right, fuck that. Yeah. Um, so like keeping with the theme of blue chips, how was it um to be in a big movie like that and and like act alongside of like future NBA like Hall of Famers? Um just hooping with them and like working with them every day. Yeah, um working with the players was the easy part for me. Uh, because during the summers, uh, 
you know, when we were in college and, and just playing in the summers, I worked out at UCLA with Magic. Uh, oh. and so, you know, what those runs are like, you know, there's me and Shaq and, you know, it could be it's Reggie Miller and all the kids from UCLA. And so, so I'm used to that. Even when I could, I did Space Jams also. And we worked oh, out. Okay. And so I worked out with Michael and Dennis Rodman, all those guys, you know, at the dome there. So, so that was easy. The difficult part was only my first day at work was the most difficult part. And my first day, I my my singles with Nick Nolte in the dormitory. Oh. And, and that, like, how do you take this young motherfucker who don't know shit about acting and throw him with Nick Nolte day one? Like, Damn. can you, can I get warmed up to this shit? Bro? Nah, they said we putting you they right in. Your ass in there. <laughs> bro, and they threw me right into the fire. So, um, seeing one, and Shaquille loves to tell the story. He tells it poorly, but he loves to tell the story. Um, so the scene is in the dormitory, and you know, Noti comes to the room. He says, "Tony, did you shave points?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't." And he gets mad and whatever. So Noti and I have rehearsed the scene over and over and over again with William Freakin, the director. Mm-hmm. And so, me as a relatively new actor, because it's not commercial, relatively new actor. I did the scene according to what we did in that rehearsal. I didn't change anything. I wasn't trying to fix shit. I wasn't trying to fucking be, be, be creative and say, Nick, don't you watch this? I got some new shit for you. Pow, pow. I ain't do none of that. I just said, I'm gonna do exactly what I did in that rehearsal. Freaking comes in, action. I do just that. Same stuff over and over, whatever. I think after the fifth time, freaking goes bananas. No, he's going, yo, Tony, what the fuck is going on here? Ah, what the fuck is going on here? I'm not understanding what he what he's meaning. And I'm looking at Noti going, yo, what the fuck is he talking about? Noti's like, I don't know, Tony, I don't know. So I'm going, what is he talking about? He leaves out again, he says, action, I do this shit again. He's fucking screaming and yelling, ah. I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then he jumps in my face, like, Tony, do you trust me? I said, yeah, I trust you. I love you. Yeah, do you trust me? I said, yeah, I trust you. He said, you're going to be a big star after this. I'm waiting for that big star shit. So you're going to be a big star after this. I'm like, yeah, but you trust me? I'm like, why does this motherfucker keep saying, do you trust me? Right. And then I'm right. this goes, slaps the shit out of me. And I get my fucking scene and walks out. So now I'm going, now I'm going, do I fuck this old white man up? (laughs) (laughs) But this is day one, so I can't lose this job. (laughs) That would have been it for you. You wouldn't have been acting nothing. That would have been it. No, no. Do I fuck this old white man up or do I fuck Noti turns, drops his head, and looks away and shit. But now the thing is, acting wise, I know where he wants me to go. I didn't know. I, I think he could have verbally told me where he wanted me to go, mm-hmm. but that was his way of 
his acting 101 or whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm -hmm. And the thing is, I'm not the only one. He did it to Angie Everhart and Jade. Uh, he did it to Blair, uh, Linda Blair in The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, because you know, this guy is one of the most creative act, uh, uh, directors. He directed The Living Down in L.A. He directed The French Connection. He directed The Exorcist. He directed uh, Jade. And so he is seasoned. And his wife ran Paramount. She was the head of Paramount. Oh, okay. yeah. so so yeah so yeah she was the first call i got the next morning hey tony how's everything i heard the scene went well yesterday they they thinking about that motherfucking lawsuit exactly <laughs> yeah then i have used that fucking power i should have used that power but i didn't man but that you didn't know back then still got his goddamn music loud i'm okay can you hear me okay no, you're fine. Yeah. You're good. You're good. But yeah, Phil just turned his goddamn music on. No, you're fine. You're fine. Blast it. What What would you say was your biggest takeaway from working on Blue Chips besides the slap? <laughs> no, but you know what? I think the slap was the biggest takeaway. Okay. Because I, now, because even when I talk to uh, young actors and actresses, I tell them to, yo, be prepared. Have more than one fucking scene, one more uh, avenue of doing the scene. Don't just fucking come in there with that one thing. Just be prepared to have some other stuff in your bag so you can put it out. Say, oh, you don't like that? How about this, bitch? Bye. You know, so you just have, you know, have, have more things that you know to come with these shits. Oh, you didn't like how I delivered that? Watch this delivery. Your mama. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, but you have a different. You know, just have different deliveries and, and be good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, all right. All right. All right. Because I didn't have that. I just kept giving him what I rehearsed. And I didn't have that. But it, it makes sense because you had never acted before. You were 12 for 12 with all your uh, before that. Because, because all I did was dunk the basketball. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those 12 for 12 was dunk the basketball, drink the motherfucking Gatorade. It was it was nothing it was nothing uh, nothing different uh, than you ordinary ordinary do exactly it was nothing nothing different it was nothing yeah it was easy it was just me having a look and just oh he's a good looking dude that's it <laughs> send that man that money yeah pay me when when did you go bald. You know what? I started shaving my head when it when I had hair, and I started shaving because the the uh, the the whole Michael Jordan thing. I was gonna say that might have uh, helped, right? Just it wasn't well, a I, lot of bald brothers. Yeah, I started shaving my head like after Blue Chips. I did it. I did it for Sunset Park, and then I started wearing the earrings. So I I would even. Even get I had one piercing for sunset before Sunset Park, and for the movie I got a, a second piercing because I was okay. but I right. always stuff like that. Okay, yeah, but then I started shaving it, and then it started going. So I think, yeah, like like, like yeah. me, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ball brotherhood. Yeah, the, the, the brother. 
There it is. And you making you making these segues too easy for us because you talked about Sunset Park, and that was gonna be my next question. One of my so, favorite movies. Um, <laughs> can you talk about your experience working on Sunset Park? Like, man, the whole, Sunset, like how was it well, different? Yeah, Sunset Park was a, a, another blessing because uh, working with Rhea Perlman, who's amazing, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, uh, who that had to be like the nicest family. Uh, uh, in Hollywood that I know, uh, and um, who else? Uh, you know, Terrence Howard and Antoine Tanner and DeAndre Bond, who's now on Snowfall, who's killing it right now. Have you seen Snowfall? Oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Snowfall. Yeah, yeah I watched it. My, have you seen my wife, Snowfall? That's my wife's cousin. That's my yeah. wife's cousin. That boy's a him, Beast. Yeah, he is. He is I got to hit him like, bro, you giving me chills over here. So yeah. Because yeah. DeAndre, because you know that's your cousin. Your, your cousin, your, what was it? Your cousin's what? My wife's cousin. Yeah. Your wife's cousin? You know yeah. he's crazy. Yes. In, oh, in yes, real life. <laughs> so, but even when we did Sunset Park, me and um, Talent and Fredro Star. We would all sit around like, yo, this nigga, you don't know how fucking talented he is. He's just, right. and like, and I don't think he read that well, but his, his memory was fucking sharp as a, I was like, I wish I had this nigga's talent. Man. God damn, this dude, I'm telling you, he gives me damn chills. Tell the hiccup DeAndre story. So we're on our way to New York to shoot the movie. All of us mm-hmm. on the plane, first class. We about to jump on the plane. And so <laughs> I All think right. Fredro, I think Fredro said, yo, let's tell Busy, because we called each other by our, our character's name. Let's tell Busy uh-huh. that, that we need a passport to get on the plane. <laughs> the fuck we do that for? Busy's screaming and yelling throughout the airport. Miss, miss, do I need a motherfucking passport to get on? We loud because we tell him he can't go to New York because he don't have his passport. (laughs) Why y'all do that to that man? He's never at that point. He had never been on a plane before. Yeah, he had never been on a plane before. Miss, do I need a motherfucking? She was like, the stewardess was like, "Uh, no. Fuck y'all, I told y'all need it now. <laughs> That's then him. He to, then he gets to New York, and Busy's young at the time. Then he gets to New York, and he drinks up every damn thing in the um in the bar, in the in, the, in his um, oh, no. hotel. Drinks everything up in it, smoking weed, all kind of stuff. Oh, they no. him for the hotel, and they they uh, get some people from um. The, the film saved him, but yeah, that boy was crazy. On one second. The same. Yeah. He, yeah, he is. Wow. Out of yeah. here. Hold on, okay. All right. What, what would you say would be your, your favorite uh, role or movie you, you've, you've worked on or done in your career? My favorite role. I think it would be I think it would be Sunset Park. Okay. 
I think blue chips is is what people recognize me from mostly. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, Sunset Park is a film that I that I liked the most um, okay. because I got to deal with a you know, a bunch of young actors. And Fedro, I loved you know even when he was with Onyx, uh, mm-hmm. he was their friends today. Terrence Howard was a fucking genius nut nutcase because uh, he was. Uh, uh, Antoine Tanner. I mean, all those guys. It was just fun being around them. You know, it was just fun being around those guys. So. You got a you got a real nice resume. A lot of people who've been in the industry 30, 40 years don't have the resume. Like you got to work with Tupac and gang related. Got to, <laughs> and I got to work with Tupac. And Tupac was my guy before that, but he didn't ever get that job. But uh yeah, that was a that was definitely a blessing. Yeah, I forgot. I, I even think about Pac right now. That's that look. That goes back to that ball brotherhood. Another ball brother. <laughs> <laughs> right back to it, bro. Right back to it. Uh, Pac was Tupac was interesting because Tupac was like a comedian. He was a uh, he was a comedian where he uh, he can he can be in front of a whole bunch of dudes from you know South LA and then going to offices full of suits and then conducting conduct business there and shit. So he wasn't mm-hmm. like, I don't think Tupac was like gangster gangster. He was just, yeah. you know, nigga who knew how to fit in, get in where he fit in. And navigate. He got to navigate yeah. very well. Right. Man. Yeah. Hey, so like you you did two basketball movies. Would you would you say there's like a big difference with uh, acting with guys that actually hoop hoop? Um, as opposed to like actors that are trying to portray basketball players. Well, with Blue Chips, we didn't we didn't uh, set up any scenes. All we okay. did was all we did was play basketball, and they just shot it. Oh wow! So they just yeah. let y'all go because I know now they have like coordinators that yeah, just, that come, you know, kind of come yeah. in and set up scenes. Sunset Park, there was some, a lot of setups because a lot of guys. Okay. Antoine uh, Tanner was a really good basketball player. A uh, really good basketball player, and he's from Chicago, also actually. Um, right. But um, yeah, so so but Blue Chips, like we didn't set up a lot of stuff. Space Jam was a lot of setup stuff because it was just you know small cuts film yeah. about the basketball. Really. Yeah. Is that is that where you met Shaq on Blue Chips? No, I met Shaq uh, before Blue Chips at working out at UCLA during our summers. Oh, okay. Okay. This is how we get, we we met, um, Shaq was fucking, what the hell was he doing? He was, um, we would know we were playing at UCLA and um, Shaq came, to, my boy, no, my boy Tony Martin, he played, played in Oklahoma um, with Stacey King and those guys, but he was a big, but he's a nigga like to shoot and he wasn't that great of a shooter. Back in the day, yo, nigga, get your big ass down low. <laughs> he was that guy. You'd be screaming at him all age, right? Now you let the big shoot threes all day. Exactly. So he would go down there. He would he you know he went up for a shot, and I went up for the rebound, and my arms all over the rims, just like it disappeared from this screen. My arms yeah. over the rim. I came up with my back and blow! They kicked me in the back. Like, oh shit. Who's this big motherfucker? That was my, that was my, who's this motherfucker? So then, a few plays later, 
Derek Martin came down. Remember, like it was yesterday. Oh, Derek Martin came down. He's coming down the middle. I'm coming baseline. Kills on the basket, and I'm going. Oh, I got this. Derek Martin gave me a bounce pass baseline. Boom! I took a hard bounce. That hard bounce is what got me fucked up because I took the hard bounce and he heard it and she killed turned around and I jumped in the air and I was about to dunk on him. He grabbed me, grabbed me at the bar and threw me to the ground. I was mm. like, "Oh, who is this motherfucker?" <laughs> Went back to that. <laughs> So, so yeah, so so that's how we met. Then we became friends after that. So, Damn. You're a little fellow. Who you call a little <laughs> fellow? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And y'all been friends ever since. Bro, come here for a sec. Stick your head in and say hello to my motherfucking niggas. <laughs> Bro, I'll fucking stick with. Are you having a fucking cookie for him? <laughs> Come here, man. Yo, I don't know the fucking half the people you fucking introduced me to. What's going on, Shaq? What's up, big Shaq? <laughs> you said I don't know them fools. That's cool, bro. You're going to get to know us. Yeah, we're we going to have you on the show next. So I'll make it short, real quick. So I met, yes, you, I met you for the first time. We were over at Bastoli's West Coast Customs in Inglewood. West Coast Customs on uh, La Cienica. You were, Bastoli's was right next door. You had a maroon navigator with rims. Yeah. I don't remember the size. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was, the Sha- said, "Damn, he loved that." Sha- Shaq was in the Shaq was in the back with uh with his uh, security. Um, uh, and I was with he my needs mom. Security because he can't fight. <laughs> I was with my mom <laughs> and. I was like, look at that navigator. And you came over to me and you looked at me. I was in high school playing ball. He was like, you like the truck? And I was like, yeah. He was like, look, look, you can look in there. TVs. I don't know if you had a system in there. And Shaq, yeah. was, Shaq was getting his Escalade done with the Superman. He had the bags on it at the time. But yeah. I remember that. And then ever since then, I would see you. You would always speak to me and my mom. So I appreciate That's that. Dope. That's yeah. Dope. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, bro. Yeah. So I'm a good guy sometimes. I'm a good yeah. guy. <laughs> well, you're, you're a good guy to me, so I can't complain, man. <laughs> can't complain. All right, so you, D. Um, so like, uh, so now you, you're, uh, you kind of tra- transferred into like, you know, are you writing and directing projects now? Correct? Yeah. Or? Trying to be, we're trying to be just more creative right now. You know, life after basketball, life after basketball stuff we should kill. Um, yeah. we just, you know, just being more creative. Man. You know, I helped with the um, the Shaq Comedy All Star. I was uh, I was one of the producers on that. So, you know, just stuff, man. Yeah. And you did a short, Anthony. You did a short film called Q. Did you not? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I did okay. a short film called Q. Uh, I was thinking about trying to do that as a feature because it was it was inspired by the Ben my Ben Wilson story. Okay. Uh, okay. So you know, but it's right now then COVID again, and and it's just difficult raising money for stuff like that right now. So, yeah. All right, yeah. we all right. We're gonna we're gonna cut it uh, short. We got two more questions for you. Uh, what do you think about the new NBA and the super teams and? how the league is going. The new NBA is soft as tissue. I saw I saw on um, what do you call that? On um, on um, at TMZ 
There was some WNBA fight, WNBA fighters, uh, WNBA girls fighting. Mm. I was like, they tougher than the guys. Yeah. That's true. That's true. They tougher than the guys. This is soft ass. So, so yeah. So yeah, that's all you get out of me with girls and them cats. Lauren, you wanna? Nah, just get into the rapid fire. We're so, gonna... Anthony, this will be it for us. We're gonna hit you with the rapid fire. Like I said, you just pick one or the other. Ten quick questions, and then and we're done. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right, um, black top or hardwood? Say they get in. Black top or hardwood? Which one would you rather play on? Ah, uh, um, black top because I grew up in Chicago. That's all we played on. Uh, Jordan ones or Jordan elevens? Uh, 11s. Jordan ones them of his hurt. D Wade or Derrick Rose? Ooh, D Rose. Chicago or Los Angeles? Bulls or Lakers? No, to live. Nah, live. Oh, LA. Food, tacos or deep dish pizza? Tacos. I'm not a deep dish, deep dish paid person. What do you think is worse, getting dunked on or crossed over? Wait a minute, me getting dunked on or getting Or just in on? general, what do you think is worse, getting crossed over or dunked on? Dunked on. Uh, 01 Lakers, 96 Bulls, who are you taking? Lakers. Lincoln Navigator, Cadillac Escalade. Yeah. I like that, I like that caddy. <laughs> LeBron or MJ? MJ. Basketball or acting? Acting. And, basketball. And Sunset Park or Blue Chips? Sunset Park or Blue Chips? Blue Chips. All right. That's it. That's rapid fire. <laughs> you better say Blue Chips. Uh, <laughs> we So we know you got to go. We thank you so much. I will, yeah, I'm going to uh, get your email and your information because we're going to send you some stuff. Our hardwood brand, hats, shirts, oh, everything. You know, I'll rock it. I'll, I'll support you. Uh, we just need your size and everything, but we'll we'll make sure we get that. We thank you so much for being on our podcast. No, yeah, no problem. You have no a good one. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you for thanks. having us. Thanks for your uh, time. Old Man Ross yeah. is signing off sweatsuits and uh, fly kicks. It's your main man, D here with guitar bandits. Love is love, fellas. All right, thank you so much again. All right, brothers. All right. Square love and I hate. Get in the gym, shoot some jumpers, and leave out eight. Peace. We out of here, y'all. Peace. All right, go.